Happy Tuesday to you, faithful first-gen hunter podcast listeners. Here is a in-season update version of Pickin' Bones for you. I'm not saying it's going to be like this every week, but let's face it, folks. If I'm going to get two podcasts out a week, that's a lot of time. And, you know, it's harvest season right now at work, and I want to hunt. And, of course, you know, I got, got all the other responsibilities going on in my life, too. So if I'm going to get two podcasts out a week... I'm going to have to get creative here, and I thought this might be a good way to, I don't know, just kind of like create that hunting camp feeling with all of you and uh, maybe tell you some of the things I'm seeing as I'm hunting my way through the season. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys what you're up to. Um, I've seen uh, some folks having some great success already. Garrett Fike just knocked down a big old Illinois bruiser with uh, his uh, traditional archery tackle uh he shot a uh like i said it's i I think i said it's a big eight it's almost a 10 it's got like two little like tiny tiny crab crawls crab claws at the end of its uh main beam so it's almost a 10 but um just a really heavy uh antlered buck just really impressive animal and uh, i shot it at five yards so uh We'll have to try and get that story on the show for you at some point because I want to hear the whole story too. But um, maybe you're not having a ton of success yet. Maybe you haven't gotten out yet. There's a lot of time left in the season. Don't don't get too worked up about it. However, the season will not last forever either. So if you need to make some moves, find a babysitter, cash in a day off work or maybe just a half day off work, do what you got to do to get out there, people, because – it's here. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It's deer season, and you don't want to let it just pass you by. So uh, for this one, though, this is going to be hunt update number one. Uh, I have a handful of things to say. Um, first of all, I'm gonna, I kind of broke it up into four categories. Observations, mistakes that I've made so far, some good moves that I've made, and then some adjustments that I want to make based on all the aforementioned. So let's start out here with just some interesting observations. Uh, first of all, uh, deer are out. A lot of people write off October as just a waste of time, a time when you're only going to be putting hunting pressure in the woods with no likely chance at, uh, capitalizing on anything. That's just not true. As we just talked, or as I just mentioned, Garrett Fike already has filled his buck tag, um, one week into the season, it's definitely a time where uh, you can have some success. And I have been seeing uh, quite a bit of deer. I've hunted three times so far this season. And um, I hunted last night. That was the first time I didn't see any deer while I was out hunting. But the other two times, I think I saw three. No, I saw four deer the first night, including a nice buck. And um, I saw um three maybe four the second night i went out so the deer are out they're killable but it's going to be in those last 15 minutes of daylight really when you're seeing them uh that's not going to be a 100 percent guarantee that that's the only time you're going to see them so you know you, you you can be uh there's exceptions to the rule on everything right so you could probably see a deer out and about at you know middle of the day um but most likely you're going to see that activity in those last 15 minutes. And that's just been confirmed. So, um, some other things 
the corn's coming down early, uh, at least in this part of Iowa. I wouldn't be surprised if it is in your area as well, if you live in ag land. Um, and the r- reason for that is just the drought that we had. And then, it, you know, think back to about a week ago, we had those couple of really hot days. Everything's just happening way faster with and way earlier with the crops this year. So that's changing things a little bit. Normally my farm is like the last one on the block to get uh, harvested. Um, This year is one of the firsts. And uh, as a result, uh, the deer are, I think, kind of congregating more on the neighbors that have a lot of standing corn. And um, that's to kind of be expected. But um, as those crops are coming down, things are going to be changing where you hunt as well. And uh, so uh, keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that um, uh, when you need to get some stand work done, it's not a bad idea to go try and do that right before the harvest happening or maybe right during it. Um, Because in my opinion, that's kind of like hitting a reset switch on the farm. When uh, I come in and get all that, you know, you got all that equipment going everywhere, the the whole habitat and food uh, side of, of things totally changes. It's a great time to get in there and get some of that uh, work done without messing things up too bad. And then um, another thing I kind of have wondered about, uh, last night I hunted a spot that, that I got a shot on a doe last year, and um, there was nothing out, same time of year and everything. And the corn is down. And so if you can hunt close to where they're standing corn, even if it's on the neighbor's side of the fence, if you got a spot on your side of the fence, of course, be ethical there, um, that is close to that in proximity, then that's not a bad spot to go look into. That's where I've been seeing the deer so far this year. They've been coming out of the corn or have been at least hanging out near it. And so uh, if you can kind of find a spot like that, um, I think you're going to be in business. Um, uh, and, and that also made me think too, like just observing this so, so much this year, because it's a, it's a different year on our farm. Um, normally, like I said, we have corn that goes, that sticks around to, you know, almost November. Um, but it got me thinking about the October lull. And if you listen to the interview that we did with Clint McCoy, um, Clint is very adamant that you can kill deer any time of the, of the season, and I totally agree with him. Um, and I don't really subscribe to the October lull thing anymore. I mean, maybe, sure, there's like a, a change in, in buck behavior and buck pattern or just deer behavior in general. And I've heard some good theories on that based on the amount of hunting pressure they felt, um, based on the temperature you know, if it's hot that week, then then deer, you know, activity is going to kind of slow down. But it got me thinking with what I've been observing with the crops. I also wonder if by that point in the season, if so many of the crops have been uh, harvested, if deer are just kind of displaced and they're, they're kind of like held in place with all this equipment going on around them, operating around them, uh, it might just be kind of like a, a deal where they're, <clears throat> kind of like uh you know 
just like held in check, I guess, you know, not wanting to get up and, and, uh, move around. So, uh, pay attention to that, pay attention to what's going on with the corn in your area. So those are really my main observations so far this season now for uh, some mistakes. And I'm going to preface it by saying, this is another good reason for why you should consider hunting the early season. We got to go through the pregame script, for getting out to the tree and getting settled into our tree stand. There's a a lot of pieces of gear that we got to remember to bring. Um, There's a good way to access quietly with the right wind. There's all the little adjustments we got to make as we're getting into our tree stands and um, just, you know, how to be comfortable in the stand, how to be patient, how to, how to have your bow ready to go. All of that stuff that's a, it's good to get back in the swing of things by doing that. And I have noticed that I've made a couple of mistakes. Um, one, uh, mistake I made was I wasn't being careful when I was kind of moving around in the stand and I knocked the arrow off of my rest and, uh, not the right, not the good kind of knocked, not, I'm talking the knock with a K. Um, I, it, it fell off, landed down on the ground and thankfully, it didn't spook any deer or anything, but it just got me thinking. It's like, man, if there was a if there was a uh, nice buck that was coming in, if I did that, I might have ruined the whole hunt. So it's a good reminder to, to be more aware and be a little more careful with my equipment while I'm sitting in the stand. And then another time I was hunting, and um, I accidentally hit my arrows in my quiver on my bino harness. And it slapped another arrow out, and it landed down on the ground. But after hitting the the ladder on the tree stand, and I did have some deer very close by at that point, and it, they definitely heard it, looked over in that direction, and they didn't spook or anything. But it may have, because we're hunting those last 15 minutes of daylight, really, it may have influenced them to kind of steer clear of my stand um, and just out of bow range. And so, um, you know, it's a good reminder to make sure all your equipment is secured properly and that you're being conscious about your movements and so forth. And, and, um, that was another hard lesson to learn. And then finally, the last lesson, it is really fun hunting with my son, Jonas up in the tree stand. This is the first year that he's been able to hunt in a tree stand with me. We got him a little harness, uh, to wear. So he's nice and safe. And, um, I've hunted on the ground with him before, but it's a whole new game when you're up in the tree and he's just been loving it. And he's been learning a lot quickly. He's learned how to be quiet and how to sit still and all those important skills that we need to maintain to be a good hunter. So, uh, that's been, that's been, um, not really a mistake, but uh, a good thing, which kind of carries me into, um, my good moves. So that'll be number one, taking my son Jonas with me. Other good moves that I've made is just choosing the right stand based on the habitat and the wind. Um, I got near that corn, that standing corn. I used some good historical knowledge of that that stand location, and um, you know, just patient. And I my my game eyes are back. Like I I'm just spotting deer really quickly, even from from great distances away. And uh, it's that's that's been something encouraging to see. Um, other good moves, just having my tree stands ready to go before the season was a good move. Not having to worry about all that, that additional setup and stress with making too much noise and all that. I got the stuff up 
in time for the season, and now I'm getting to enjoy having all these different options that I know are safe, and the trees are well prepared and ready to go. And um, it's really been, uh, uh, you know, that was a good move that I can capitalize on. And then uh, as far as making adjustments, um, a lot of the deer I've been seeing have not been in like a uh, good bow range. They haven't been, they haven't been uh, killable. Now I did have one young buck come by at like 20, 25 yards and uh, would have been a pretty easy shot on him, but he was very young. He was a uh, 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 slick six that scored maybe 85 inches of antler <laughs> and um, nothing wrong with that. If somebody wants to kill, kill that, then more power to you for sure. Um, but, uh, I want, you know, the home farm kind of trying to do a little bit of management with making sure that we have a good mature, the, the mature age class represented well on our farm. And we can't get there if I'm out there whacking, uh, small bucks. However, if he's there next year, when, uh, Jonas, uh, my son is able to go and, uh, hunt the youth season, uh, he'll be plenty big um, for, for Jonas. So, uh, just, uh, you know, kind of a, a good, good, uh, couple moves that I made, but I need to make some, some fine tuning moves where I get into position starting out. And it might mean going down on the ground even, but in a spot where I can get a in range in bow range of these deer. And so that's something I'm going to be looking into as the week goes on and uh, making that move. Um, and so that's my big adjustment. Also just keeping an eye on the weather. Um, we got some, we got a, some East winds coming in this week, just such a rare wind, uh, direction to have during hunting season. And we all probably have spots on our farms that we would love to hunt, but because they depend on an East wind, we just don't get to hunt them very often. Well, that's going to be my chance coming up this week and I'm definitely going to take a chance on it. And so uh, I suggest you uh, keep an eye on the weather and look for those odd weather days and and find a way to get into position to hunt some of those spots that normally aren't very huntable because of wind direction for you. So I'm really excited. I hope you've had a great kick, uh, kick off to your season. And uh, like I said, reach out to me and uh, send me, uh, you know, some gripping grins or maybe uh, um, tell me a good hunting story you've had already. Love to hear from you. You can find... Uh, some contact info for me in these show notes. Uh, best way to probably reach me would be like Instagram um, or uh, even Facebook. You can send me a DM on Facebook. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your hunting stories and uh, get to share those experiences with you as well. Uh, remember, this podcast is presented by Spartan Forge. Just had Bill on last week. Great conversation with him. So proud of what Spartan Forge is. I just introduced a new person to it over the weekend. And, um, like I said, I'm just proud to be part of the Spartan Forge uh, team. And uh, the, the friend that I was just referencing downloaded the free version. And so now I can tell you what all you get on there. Basically, you get like um, your normal Spartan Forge property boundary mapping. You get uh, satellite imaging mapping. And then you get uh, a topo map. So great tools very, very useful. You can drop pins. You can do all that for free. But I recommend that you either pay the $7.99 a month or the the yearly $39.99. 
just a one-time payment of $39.99. And um, I, I uh, strongly encourage you, though, to go with the paid version because you get the LiDAR and you get the deer intel, which is just so powerful and so useful when you're planning your hunts. So uh, go check out Spartan Forge in the show notes. Again, they are the presenting sponsor of this podcast. I'm so proud of that fact. Also, don't forget about Alex from East West Hunts. Alex is a hunt planning genius. He will put together the best possible hunt plan for you and uh, take a lot of the stress away in um, trying to keep track of how many points you have, where you've applied, where where you haven't, all of that. Alex will, will wrap it all up into this awesome package for you and make it happen. Call him or reach out to him through the links in the show notes and um, get a free uh, consultation. He'll uh, tell you exactly what fits your goals the best, and he's not going to, if he feels like his services aren't going to be very helpful for you, he's not going to just try and take your money and do you know some poor job doing hunt plans for you or, or whatever. He's going he's gonna to want to make sure that it's a good relationship and uh, it really pays off. I'm a customer, and uh, I couldn't be more happy with the service I've received from Alex. So definitely check him out. Go to eastwesthunts.com, and you can find him in the show notes as well and uh, get get going with a hunt plan with Alex. And then finally, if you shoot something awesome, you're going to want to get awesome taxidermy. Old Barn Taxidermy of Fort Madison, Iowa is the best. Their attention to detail is phenomenal. Um, Sam Gaylord, the owner of Old Barn Taxidermy, has been doing it for a uh, a very long time, like almost four decades. And if the work is not good enough, it doesn't leave the showroom. It goes back and gets fixed and made perfect. Uh, so, or at least as Sam says, as good as they can, God does it better, but Sam tries to do as good as he can. That's what, that's what Sam says. So, uh, definitely if you shoot something awesome, take it down to old barn taxi or just even just, you know, whatever it is that you want to have memorialized, go to Old Barn Taxidermy. Tell them that this podcast sent you there. That'd be a huge help. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to this week's Pickin' Bones. <clears throat> Hope you're getting out there and having a great time hunting. Please leave a five-star review if you uh, have enjoyed the show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's super helpful. And um, until next time, we got some just real awesome interviews coming up here soon i'm excited for those to release but uh until next time everyone take care and take someone hunting